welcome to the Real World Podcast, where we talk about real world issues between a millennial and a boomer, and usually have Brian here with me. He is not here today, and my name is Bobby, and I am the boomer, and I'm sitting alongside another boomer, my husband, Dave. Hi, how are you? Good. And our son, Jake, is on the line, and um, welcome, Jake and Dave. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. And today we are going to talk about vision. And I know a lot of um, world leaders agree that it's you know possible to turn your dreams into reality, how to manifest them. And but it's not magic. It's something that that doesn't happen overnight. And what you need to do is you need to set your intention. You know, you have to believe that it will become a reality. And then you take active steps towards making that idea come to fruition. But I know this has been something really important to Jake for many years. And that that he and his wife, Joy, have, um, you know, used, they use it all the time. Or that's just, it's just part of their life. And, um... I would like to go ahead and just turn it over to Jake and um, go ahead and share what you would like to share about vision, Jake. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to vision, like I would say that it really, I didn't, I had visions growing up. I had visions I wanted to get married. I had visions I wanted to have kids. I had visions of wanting to like coach sports teams and be there for them and and like how you guys were there for me and Scott and Brian, and I, you know, I wanted to replicate that. And um, and luckily, I would go to this amazing church here in San Diego, who really goes after vision. And it's a, like you know, are we have the? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, the greatest pastors in America, the greatest pastors I've ever been under, uh, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, and and they came with visions, and and they basically kind of. In, build this culture of vision and having vision. I mean, and it's biblical too, right? Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says like that people without a vision or without a vision, people perish. And um, so it's like God has like, re- like he requires vision from us, like to go after, to build things. And really like vision in itself to me is about partnering and going after what God wants to do. And um, like, and what, like, I think you have so many different aspects of vision. Like you can have vision, like I want to make this much money. I want to live in this kind of house or drive this kind of car. And I think those are great for starting off. But like what, where Joy and I have really come into is like, what does God want to do in San Diego? What does God want to do here? And how can we support? How can we build a vision for our lives? to help shift America to get back in alignment with how we believe it should be run, with how America should be in alignment with God's word. And, um, you know, and so our vision is constantly growing. And a part of that is through partnering with our church. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's just say it's Awakened Church mm-hmm. in San Diego, has multiple locations. So if you live in the San Diego area, please check out Awakened Church. Yep, we are... Um, it's, it's honestly like, so our pastors, they came from Australia. They were commissioned to come here to San Diego and they came here. Um, and we're like, okay, we're, we believe we're going to have four, lo- we're going to have four primary locations. No, you know, 
north, south, south, east, west, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going mm-hmm. to envelope San Diego. And they came in with a vision. And San Diego doesn't have zoning for churches. So you don't get any kind of special tax breaks in San Diego. So, like, you have to buy commercial real estate. And, and you know, most pastors, you know, out here say, oh, it's, it's hard. It's impossible. And But, like, no, they, like, held on to their vision and they went after it. And, and Joy and I, we got to be as, play a significant role in, in launching that fourth campus out in, you know, in this vision. And a, out in El Cajon, where it's been all over the place, but our, we're building a building in El Cajon. It should be finished here and, you know, by Easter, Easter of 2022. And, um, you know, each of our buildings is incredible. But it, that doesn't happen without a vision, without a purpose of like, hey, you know, we're meant to, to influence the city. Like the church is meant to influence the city, not the other way around. Like government should not be influencing the church and telling the church what to do. But people should have biblical principles and those biblical principles filter what the government does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's politics. That nice? I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's our vision as a church, right? Like our, like our church is going after. You know, like yeah. hey, you know, we're going to change San Diego. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring San Diego back to how it's supposed to be, and then you know, we could focus on one city, one county, one sector, one district at a time, and you know, we're going to start like having people run for office, all the offices. We're having people go after it, like. Um, like we want our city, like but the Bible says, and I'm sorry, this is off topic. I mean, but no, there is not. vision behind this, but, um, the Bible says that like the people, the city rejoices when the righteous flourish, when the righteous prosper, a city rejoices. And so it's so important for the righteous, for the Christians to do well, to succeed, to prosper in all areas, financially and marriages. You know, and like, like, so like your business should be thriving. Your marriage should be thriving. Your kids should be thriving. Everything you touch should be turning to gold, should be improving, getting better. You look at the parable of the talent going, you know, from like the, the good and faithful servants were the ones that multiplied. And the Bible is very clear when this happens, when the righteous people are doing this, the city rejoices, the people rejoice because they're under the right leadership. And so, I mean, so much of vision for me is, is about going after that. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad and I, we were talking the other day, and, and uh, yeah, I think this was Saturday night, and we were talking, and I think we were just sharing that, you know, like when we were younger, it, it was like when you thought about, like, the future or, say, your vision, um, and we didn't, we didn't call it that. We didn't, it was, I would just say it was our dreams. You know, we talked, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's always more like, you know, the big house or the car, the better job or the business or whatever it is. But it's funny. And I mean, you're, you're thinking of this at a young age, but just as, as we now own this business, um, you know, it took like 10 years for that to happen. And I, we, what we talked about was we believe that, our motives were not right 10 years ago because our motives, it was more self-centered about what we wanted to get out of the business. And now it's like, you know, we, we got to the point, I don't know, a few months back, we're like, you know, we don't, where we were on the fence, you know, 
the the owner was going to sell, not going to sell. I mean, we've gone through this for 10 years and, and, um, and then finally, you know, dad and I got to the point where it's like, you know what, we're really fine if we don't buy this business. It's really okay. We don't need all of those things that we thought that we needed. It's not about that. It's about, um, you know, how could we benefit the employees? You know, um, how can we benefit society? You know, obviously give more to the Lord. And, um, and so once we kind of came to that conclusion then almost instantly the business was ours right dave yeah yeah it's amazing how fast it happened once once and you know and you know what uh when you gave your sermon on the first weekend of this new year and you preached on vision and uh, your church passed out those vision cards uh that was at the point when when mom and i had uh come to the realization that maybe our motives were completely mm-hmm. wrong and mm-hmm. uh, and our attitudes towards the whole thing had changed. And I wrote on that vision card that my vision was to have that business the, you know, the first half of this year. And, uh, and then your church, your, your church, your church <laughs> prayed for yep. me in that. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the, the woman who prayed with us, I, I could tell that she thought it was a lofty goal <laughs> and uh, just from her reaction, but she prayed fervently and, uh, and then here we are, you know, a couple That's months, a awesome. couple months later and, and we have it. But I admire, That's awesome. and I admire you, um, Jake, you know, I've, I've talked about you and joy often in, in community group and so forth. I remember, like, I know that you have done vision boards. And so like the beginning of the year, you guys kind of set out your vision for the year, right? Is that kind of how you do it? Yeah, we usually, um, so our church does it every year, right? Okay. We, we try to do like around the first Sunday of the year, we have a vision Sunday and we give out cards and we, we preach messages and we tell you to go big, to dream big, to trust God. What is God asking you to go after this year? You know? And, mm-hmm. and, and and it doesn't have to be this like oh I'm this super spiritual thing. It's like well maybe maybe I'm going after a ten percent raise. Maybe I'm going after a new job. Maybe I'm going after you know like improving my relationship with my kids. And, mm-hmm. and it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what is God putting on your heart? Write it down and go after it. Because it's like it's amazing when you write things down. Yeah. So tell like, me hey, more about that. Tell me more about like the, the mechanics of it, like how, you know, like what this looks like for you. Like, so at the beginning yeah, of the year, well, you have this vision Sunday, but then tell me like the steps that you take. Well, now, can I, I'm, I'm going to step back. Okay. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. This kind of all started for me, right? Okay. Um, so, uh, so our church used to be called C3 Church. I started going in 2012. Um, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, Joy, brought me. And, um, and it just, I was challenged. It was very differently cultural, like culturally than a Calvary chapel that I was raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was very hard, but I am so grateful for it now. Um, but one of the things that I think it was in right around 2014, beginning of 2014, um, my pastor at our East campus or, um, he was my connect leader, small group leader at the time. And he handed me a book called The Circle Maker. 
from mm-hmm. uh, Mark Batterson, recommended to anybody mm-hmm. um, about vision and, and circling dreams and mm-hmm. going after dreams. And um, really, like, it's about having bold prayers and, and, and trusting God, going big. And it was, the story focuses on a, um, a Jewish man in, like, Old Testament times. It's, it's, a, it's not in the Bible, but it's one of the other, like, stories from um, back then in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. His name is Honey. And basically there was a drought, and he drew a circle on the ground and circled it three times or four. I forgot how many times he circled it. But he went in, and he's like, God, I'm not leaving until you until it rains for our people. Our people need rain. We need like we need this to survive. I'm not leaving the circle until it rains, and it started misting. And he's like, God, this isn't the rain I prayed for. I, I prayed for a rain that would fill the cistern, and then it would start sprinkling. And he still would not leave. He's like, I, the cisterns aren't full. And then the downpour happened, right? And so this story is the basis behind this book. And this book is about going after not just personal things, but going after God things and mm-hmm. believing and and. And it's go bold and believe God is behind you. Like uh, God does want you to go through these things. He wants you to experience the process because that process is a refining fire to to grow you, to strengthen you. But it also like when you are in alignment with what he wants with his word, like, like God wants it to happen as much as you do. And it's all about creating the, creating you to be the right person for that. And, um, but reading this book, kind of changed my mind and i remember some of my visions like i remember i used to not be able to sleep when i first started reading and like around this time frame and we were living in a condo here in san diego three-bedroom condo and i would go into the third bedroom and always go in between like midnight two in the morning and i would probably pray for a half hour to an hour and i would read and I just, and I would just say, God, like, speak to me. God, show yourself to me. And I remember reading this book, and that was the first time I even had a dream of giving a hundred thousand dollars to a church to help God's kingdom. And then I remember writing down, I want to give a million dollars one day. And this was 2014. I mean, our Joy and I's salary combined at the time was, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nowhere near this. Mm-hmm. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, but one day I can circle this and we can believe. Right. And that, and that led to, you know, a year later, we're just like, you know what? Like we want to have kids. We want to buy a home here in San Diego. And so we went to a map and we circled on a map. Like this is the place where we want to live. And I remember um, on a vision card that year, like in for this house, like a house we wanted to buy, Joy and I, we put like, okay, we want Lord, we're believing for a 2,000 square foot house with four bedrooms, like at least a quarter acre, single story, three car garage. We wrote all these things down because we wanted to, because we had a connect group, we had a small group, but our place was too small. We were like, if we have a bigger place, we can fit more in. This is a place we would run to raise our kids. And I just remember um, like laughing and just like, well, if we're going to believe God, if we're going to have vision, let's have big vision. And I was like, I want a creek or a pond in my in this house, in this supposedly like house, right? That we're writing down, having vision for. I mean, I mean, this is San Diego. We don't have creeks and ponds on every corner. Mm-hmm. It's like two in the whole city, right? <laughs> like two in the whole county. And um, and so I mean, there's more than that, but there's a very few. And so we, I remember we we got the house, we found this house, and we started touring it, and it needed some work, and but we really liked the prospects of what it could be 
And, um, and so we put an offer and it got accepted. I remember touring the property and walking it. And I remember there was a bridge. There was like a water runoff and a bridge and we crossed the bridge and we were going back. We're like, well, let's just see where it goes. And as you went over this little knoll kind of and start going down, there was a year round creek with crawfish in it. And I just remember my eyes wallowing up. And then clearly as I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me, he's like, you asked. <laughs> and, and I, and I just, I, I, I was like in tears. I was probably straight up crying. And I had like the inspector with me, inspecting the house. And he's probably like, well, who is this crazy guy with me crying <laughs> over this backyard? And, um, and really like that was in 2015 and it's just grown since then. I mean, and, and really there's so much of this vision is faith, right? And it's like, we can't please God without faith. And so much of my faith and vision go hand in hand. You know, I, I remember like Joy and I, when we wanted to have kids, we, we're just like, we can't afford to have kids. I'm, like, we just, we can't. Like, we have to work full time. Our salaries aren't that high. But I remember us, we moved into that house for, you know, a few months and just being like, you know what? Like, let's, our vision is to have a family. Let's just go for it. Like, and just believe that God's going to come through because our vision is family and God will not fail us. And sure enough, it's like we were able to have Jason, like right when Jace was born in 2016, um, I got a, a big pay raise at work, you know, um, mm-hmm. through, you know, almost accepting other jobs. And, um, but, and so they just, and then Joy was able to work part time and still we were nearly at the same salary because of that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like time and time again, where it's like we would have this vision and we were just like, it, it's not easy, but we would just trust God. Like, no matter what, like, we're believing that He is fully behind this because, like, this, these are good things. These, like, He has called us to be fruitful and multiply. Like, He has called us to have children. Like, like, and I know so many people are like, you know, nowadays, like, I don't want to raise kids in this atmosphere, in this country, in this you know, the end times, you know, there are people who say that stuff and it's like, well, no, like God has called us to do this. Like specifically for us, like I want to raise the next generation kids. I want my kids to help change, to bring this country back in alignment with the word of God, instead of being detoured off to all the craziness that's out there now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I, I, I want to be a part of that. And that's one thing that, um, I think that it, people who know necessarily who believe a lot of opposite of what I believe have done right over the last couple decades is they went after schools. They went after youth because if you can change the youth's mind, you can change the next generation's mind. Then you can change the outlook of the country. And it's kind of like going back to that, but bringing it back to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess what scares me about that now is like every time I, I look to <clears throat> the colleges it's like there's just such a liberal mindset there. It really does need to be changed. Like it's it's really changed so much since um like I was young. And like in California generally, it's like California used to be the beacon. Like the schools were number 1 in the country and now I think they're 49 out of 50. Um there's just so much um that needs to be changed. So I'm really encouraged that 
Awakened Church has taken this seriously and wants to start this in San Diego because we certainly, as churches across the nation, across the world, yeah. need need to do this. And um, so, oh yeah, and I mean, and our church gets a lot of flack for it. Like our church is big, like supporters, like. Charlie Kirk, like he, he comes to our church often and speaks. Candace Owen comes and speaks. We, I mm-hmm. mean, we, we're, we're very conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been called, you know, Nazis. We've been mm-hmm. called like these, like Trump supporters and this and that. And like, um, Air, you know, Air One played one of our worship songs recently. And because they played our worship song, like a big giver called in and said, I'm going to pull my funding if you don't pull their song because that's a Trump supporting church. And good on air one. They said, no, like this is the better song. This good. is the song we want to play. Good. You know, good, and it's cause like, we don't need it, bullies. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and so I know we're talking about vision, like so much of this vision for what we want this country to look like. What do we want it to look like for our kids? And, um, there's, you know, vision in so many different areas. Like I, I've talked about it on a, another podcast, but, like a vision around hunting. Like I remember at the earliest ages of 12 years old, seeing these huge bull elk and just being like enamored by them and having visions for years about like what it would be like to go up and hike the mountains of Colorado and to chase one down and to kind of struggle and get one. And, um, and to be a part of that process, you know, and then also visions on healing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Visions on like not having to, you know, live with bad knees anymore, or this and that, and and visions of what's on the other side, uh, of what that looks like. Visions for um, what are we want our kids' lives to look like, how we want them to influence, and um, and really like one of the, the favorite things I love to talk about is money, and really that is because that's something I struggled with the most growing up like you know scott he's been on this podcast before my brother he well, we kind of started it <laughs> yeah so exactly he started it but he is mm-hmm. he is one of the most generous people i knew growing up mm-hmm. and i was always amazed and bewildered that my logic would never let me be that generous i was too logical to be that generous and i was like well that like that doesn't make sense like that, like if you take away, if you give people that, then how are you going to save for the house? How are you going to get into this? How are you going to do these things? And, um, and really like so much of that has been broken off me, like that mentality to the opposite where it's like, no, it's like, I, I have God behind me in everything I do. I can, I can go after these visions. I can go after these things. To like, I mean, I remember it really things started shifting for Joy and I, um, like around finances. About, I would say it started in 2019. And um, basically, it was in a message when I, I felt God tell me, the Holy Spirit tell me, He's like, I want you to give the money you've been saving to remodel your kitchen to my house. And I'm like, but God, I've been, we've been saving this money. We've been diligently saving this money to remodel our kitchen. And I remember Joy and I going out our back deck and we just kind of talked it out and just cried a little bit and said, why not just trust God? He said, why not trust him? See what he can do. And we were able to donate that money. And, and honestly, we had one of like one of our friends at our church, who's one of the best carpent, carpenters like in San Diego, kitchen installers. 
phenomenal and ended up installing our kitchen for half of what anybody else would have charged. And we're able to do both. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's awesome. and, and that kind of just like really kickstarted things behind, like just like really of like, what is possible? And then I remember it was, it was less than a year later. It was probably nine months later. Um, we've talked about this before. I was reloading. I was, I was making ammo in 2020 right middle of COVID and middle of the night and the Holy spirit, the same thing. I was asked me, he's like, well, can you, can you give me a hundred grand this year? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, I can't, that, that's too big for me. He's like, well, can you? And I'm like, well, I, I'll, I'll write it down. I'll talk to joy. And we'll like, if, if we can, we will. And so we wrote down and we went to um, our church. Actually, it's called Vision Builders. It's like our fund that we used to raise to buy buildings to give to orphanages. Like we, we fund the whole um, city in Cusco, Peru, all the children. We fund every single child in that city to, to make sure that they have meals through all through um, Compassion International. And we have a bunch of other outreaches we do across the city um, of San Diego and down in TJ across the border as well. But it was just like, we talked and we we're like, well, we'll write it down. I have no idea how this is going to happen. And then it came to a point where we felt so convicted that we need to do it, that we sold that same house that we had the dreams for, right? Like we, like the vision, the one we wanted to raise our kids in, we sold it to honor. We just felt God call so much. And we just like, God, we trust you. I mean, and then on the other side, like we walked into the deal of the century, like into our new home. <laughs> Like, it was just like, it was God behind the whole thing. We, we were able to give a hundred grand and to step into a house for a little bit more money that was worth at least a half million dollars more at the time, if not more. And, um, and just quickly, that was because whenever they did the appraisal of the house, it has two homes on the property and they failed to include the square footage the or anything of the guest house in yep. the, the appraisal. So you walked into buying the house automatically making like three, $400,000. Yeah. Or half a at million, least. whatever that number is. Yeah. 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 At least. <laughs> wow. That's just incredible, Jake, you know? Um, yeah. But like, I know it's, it's a, it's all about vision, but like what I, what I encourage people is like, it's so good to have visions for yourself. Like, especially if there's things in that God has put into your heart into your soul, into who you are at a young age, those things that kind of make you tick for me, it's hunting. So yeah, I have visions around hunting and I have visions around my, like my three amazing, beautiful kids. Um, I have visions around my marriage and, and, and what we want like trips to do and things we want to expose the kids to like, you know, we have a trip, like we have a dream. We want to take our kids up to Alaska to go fishing for salmon. Our kids absolutely love salmon. Like every time we go to Costco, they're like, can we buy salmon? Can we buy salmon? And so like, and they love fishing too. So like, that's like a vision for us an experience. But like, and like I preached on the beginning of the year, like I have a vision to give a million dollars. And that's like, and that's like, you know, I'm, and I'm believing that God's going to show up. It's not, you know, I don't make that like salary. We don't make that income. Like that's, but it's like, it's, it's funny because it's like when you start trusting God and you start like, you get this momentum going, it doesn't matter. Your job isn't your job. Like, it's just something that you do. It's something that you enjoy. 
but it's like there's so many more aspects god like you kind of pigeonhole god and how god can move and when you start getting these enormous visions like um one of my one of my visions is to have a 500 unit apartment complex for each child and, and that's like a long-term vision and that's and that's extraordinarily out there and i get that but i mean that's like okay if we can if i can get to that point like are my kids would never have to work a day in their life but i know how i'm going to raise them that they will work and they will be disciplined and just because they don't have to doesn't mean they won't and and so um and kind of like having the visions of how i can pass on generational wealth to my grandkids and how like we can set up a legacy here in San Diego, how we can set up a legacy to, to be culture setters. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what God's calling Jason, Julia and Gemma to, but um, you know, like they could be like the mayor of the city. They could be more, right. They, they can bring influence. They can bring God's influence in without having to worry about like how they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to go, everyone's going to go through their own struggles. And it's not about like stopping them from going through struggles because God uses every struggle to grow us, to refine us. But it's about setting them up to, to really, to even go bigger, to expand, to really expand God's kingdom. That if they want to buy a church or building, they can buy a church or building. If they want to, you know, by a you know a giant ranch to help like you know sex traffickers they can set up that they can go after that like what is god calling them to go to do to help fund and resource them kind of like when uh david in the bible he went out and he traded and he amassed so much wealth to give to solomon to build the temple of god well i feel like that so much of what i'm i'm calling like what i'm doing now is like i want to go after building wealth but i want to go after building wealth for not for our church like don't get me wrong like i want to help our church go after every single vision i want to help go after like changing san diego like donating to the mayors that i believe in mayors that have an alignment a district um like you know the people running house of representatives going for all the congress and and going after those people that have the right beliefs that what i believe in but then also going after like, what can my kids build? Like, what can I set as a ceiling, a ceiling that my kids can then build on? I mean, and this is what you guys did too. Like, you might not have called it these words, but there was you were so dead fast about getting uh, the four, the three of us, you know, me, Scott, and Brian into private school because mm-hmm. you just knew that that was going to set us up for life, right? Totally. Like that was totally. that was a a foundation we needed to have yes and like this is a similar type foundations that we're we're just setting up and so it's like you can have visions and not even know why you have that vision but you have the vision Mm -hmm. and you can just go after it Mm -hmm. that's awesome jake um so can you tell me pardon me like like practically speaking in terms of like setting up your vision, like you said, you write it down. Do you have like a particular format that you use or like, do you have like markers or anything like that, that you, you know, like, do you look at it like every three months or how, how do you, um, like, how do you practically do it? I mean, I, I think everyone's different. Like when Joy and I, we've done so many different ways 
Like we've written them down on just the vision builder cards that we got from church. We've, mm-hmm. we've had a whiteboard for years. I remember the whiteboard. The- yeah. I remember the whiteboard. And that's what I was referring er- earlier when I was talking before about how I admired you guys. Cause I was thinking that was kind of like a prayer board too. And I remember you guys doing like a prayer both, journal. Yeah. 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 We did both. And then, um, and we had that in that room that I would I would go in and, and pray and read these books in the middle of the night and um and that was like a season where I was, you know, pressing in and praying and learning how to pray and learning how to hear from God. And um but practically speaking, like yeah, I mean you ha I think you have to write it down. Mm-hmm. Whether if that's on your phone, whether that's on just a, a scratch piece of paper, like it doesn't matter, but I would say write it down. Okay. And, and 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 it's okay to like just be audacious. Like just say like you know like what like what well, like if if God's real, like he like and and this will build his kingdom or this is, if God's real if he loves me like would he come through on this like go big, like just trust him and then and then when you have really big things you're gonna find that they don't leave your mind as much as some of the smaller things. And, um, and you kind of, and, and that actually becomes like a filter through decisions because mm-hmm. you're just like, well, if I make this decision, that's the opposite of my vision. Why am I making a decision? That's the opposite of my vision. Makes sense. And, you, and so it, it kind of feeds itself. Yeah. Wow. This has really been enlightening. Dave, do you have anything that you'd like to share? Um, no, I'm just continually am impressed <laughs> with, uh, with Jake and Joy and how they're raising their families and their and their visions for life. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it just all comes back to the Lord. And I have to say this, we are very blessed to have three, it's hard for me to get this out, three young men that we raised, I say in spite of me, um, that love the Lord and that are pursuing him. They may be in different ways, but they are all each individually pursuing him. And how blessed am I? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, with that, do you have anything else that you would like to share, Jake? Um, I would just say, like, if you, if you're not in church, and you're just not sure. Reach out to my reach out to my mom. You know, like get in church. Like I like you. You can't have like you can have vision without God, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be fulfilling when you get them unless they're from God. And so, um, you know, and just it's important to seek after Him, go after Him, like see what He's about, learn Him, like learn who He is. He's a living God. He's a Jesus is much alive today as he was 2000 years ago when he came out of that grave and he sent his spirit. He poured out his spirit so that we can live as if he is here with us every minute, every day. I, 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 I can't even begin to sh- start to share of like how, what it's like to live a life where like when you just pour it out and say, God, speak to me, he'll just speaks. He reveals things. And he does it differently for everybody. But, um, you know, it's funny, like, 
I, I, people come up to me at church and it's like, how do you, like, how do you read our mail? Like, how do you always know what's going on? And I'm like, I don't, you know, and it's not that I know everything. It's just that God speaks. And I, and I kind of want to, I'm going to preach about this here. But uh, you listen. And then that's the key, Jake. I mean, the Lord speaks yeah. to us all, but we have to be willing to listen and we have to be willing yeah. to accept what he says. Sometimes we want to run away from what he says. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, we need to listen to what he's saying. We need to follow him and yeah, what he's and, telling and, us to do. And and to wrap it up, I mean, that's what vision has taught me, right? Like every time I've had a vision, I've had to trust in him and I've learned his voice through vision. I've learned who he is. I know I know how he acts. I know how he responds. And I know that like Joy and I are going through like a tough financial season right now. But I honestly, like, I know that I will be fulfilling my vision in the end of May. And people ask me, like, oh, how do you know? Like, that's crazy. I just, I just know. I just know. And, um, and he's spoken to me so many times uh, through this. And, like, and, and it's like, and what's amazing about God is, like, when you get to the end of your rope, he always shows up. I remember, I know this is. Sorry, going off, but that's okay. Um, a couple, it's a couple, all good. Yeah, no, a couple of weeks ago, I um, maybe it was like a month ago. Now I was kind of like at the end of my rope, just being like, God, like you told me this was going to happen one way, and it's going the complete opposite. Like this hasn't happened before. Like, 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 why is it going? The, 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 I, maybe I don't hear your voice. Maybe I've been like wrong this whole time. Maybe I'm like, maybe I've just been absolutely lucky. Time and time again, maybe I'm a lucky person. And, you know, you kind of start having these thoughts and these doubts start rolling in. And I remember, um, you know, I'm, I'm on a prayer team at church, the ministry team, and people come forward after service and I, I pray for him. And this uh, dad brought his daughter up and like, hey, can she pray? And I saw her come up and, um, you know, I, I assumed she was probably hurting herself. And that's why her dad was with her. Anyways, I started praying for her and a few things. And I just remember the Holy Spirit being like, hey, tell her she's not going to wake up at 2.13 a.m. tonight. And I just kind of like, stop, go away. And I'm going to keep on praying. And then it was like 2.13, 2.13, 2.13, 2.13. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that. That's too weird. That's too detailed. That's too specific. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm praying for this young lady, you know, this teenager, probably 16 to 18. And like, you know, Lord, like we're trying to bring breakthrough. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Tell her 2.13. And so at the end of it, and I was like, as I said, amen, I was like, hey, by the way, like, you're not going to wake up at 2.13 tonight. I was kind of trying to say it all quiet and discreet. Mm -hmm. So like, she'd be like, oh, maybe he was talking to somebody else. And then she stopped and she's like, wait, what? And I was, then she's like, can you repeat that? I was like, well, like, okay, you're not going to wake up at 2.13 tonight. And she just starts crying and bawling. Aww. And she's like, I've woken up at 2.13 every night for like the last month, like for weeks. I've woken up at 2.13 every single night. And it was like, it was. Wow. That's mind blowing. Like she she needed to hear it because she like, it it was like God saying, Hey, I'm here for her. But honestly, I needed to hear it more because God was telling me, he's like, Hey, no, you've heard my voice. You know, my voice, you've walked through my voice time and time again. I'm here for you. And just because it looks like it's going bad doesn't mean it's going to end that way. And so, um, and, and so it's it's I'm actually preaching on this on this whole thing here in a few weeks about like like how to to 
to live, how to live well, to wait well, when you're kind of going through these valleys, these, you know, we call them valleys, we call them dry seasons, but really it's like when things aren't going the way you expect them to go. Like basically you're not at that vision yet. You're in the place between having a vision and seeing the vision come to pass. If you're living in there, how do you do that with excellence? And so I just want to encourage everyone, if you do have a vision, don't be discouraged by not seeing it or even seeing it go the opposite direction because it just takes one moment, one instance for everything to shift, to fall into alignment and, um, and, and, and go, go to, um, on YouTube and look up Mythbusters. Um, a straight line is not always the fastest and, and you'll get encouraged that just because it looks like it's longer doesn't mean it is. Hmm. Wow. That's a good word, Jake. That that is a really good word. Thank you so much for sharing. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And if you have any feedback, you'd like more information. If you need, if you're interested in a relationship with the Lord, please contact me. Um, You can email us at uh, realworldpod at gmail.com. And have a good day.